The following announcements have been paid for by the sponsors of the Hameen Media Group. Hameen Media Group brand management is taking over. Social media, video, audio, design, marketing, and more. HMG Brand Management is proud to be partnered with Vince Russo's The Brand, Stevie Ray TV, Rip Rogers' FR Podcast, Goldilocks, Big Vito Brand, The A-Show starring Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, and now Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, The Beautiful People. Search for all of our HMG Brand Management partners on your favorite podcatchers, YouTube, and of course, Patreon. Support your favorite HMG ring veterans by visiting ProWrestlingTees.com, Dr. Man Beast Ted McNailer, Freak God Papadon, SCG Search from Big Sal, Chris Silvio, Stevie Richards, and of course the Ayatollah himself, Ben Hameen. Hey bro, wake up with the official Vince Russo coffee from Broaster's Coffee. Medium roasted, Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that'll have you ready to go bro. Available only at thebroasters.com. For a flavorful hashtag RBV Fitness Foodie experience, visit Zorosoliveoil.com. Zordos Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil is exclusively sourced from the Zordos family private 100-year-old olive groves in Greece. Taste the difference and visit Zordosoliveoil.com today. StevieRichardsFitness.com For the most affordable and effective home workout program that'll give you results real results 12 and 16 week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at stevierichardfitness.com russosbrand.com where the pros are pros bro get the most valid takes in wrestling from the pros who live it visit russosbrand.com subscribe to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on podbeam.com and visit patreon.com backslash Hameen Media Group We now take you to your featured HMG presentation. I have dry balls. Balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. (laughs) Ha ha ha! Suck my clit and bag. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them dry, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. What is that? It's my balls! God <laughs> damn it, Carmen! <laughs> How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition Balls. Suck my balls, a South Park review. I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean and I light up that green. Yeah, boy. MSGGG. Each and every week, me and my amigos break down South Park for you, to you, in linear fashion. Each and every week, I'm joined by my two guys. Who have somewhat nice thighs, at least one of them, because he never skips a leg day. And that's who's first up on the scene, ladies and gentlemen. He's coming all the way from the West. He's your host on the West Coast who's the best. And goddamn, he looks sexy in a vest. Ladies and gentlemen. Scoop it is. What's up, Scoop? How you doing? Welcome back. Jackson. What's up, dude? Welcome back to the show. So yeah, you got a cup there that says you're awesome. Keep that shit up. And uh, you know, we're gonna try and keep that shit up for you right here on another edition. I've sacked my balls, but Scoop, we are Joe-less today. If he t- if he 
left us now. He took away the third part of me. Ooh, baby, please don't go. Ooh, where did you go, Joe? Yeah, Joe left. He's not here. He took off for another wrestling promotional taping event. And they decided that based on the current climate in my area, that it was best for them to leave tonight to try and beat the snowstorm because they had obligations to make. And it seems that Joe might be hanging out in uh, Utah all weekend, Scoop. <laughs> well, how about, as I, how about? Yeah, as I spoke to him afterwards. He informed me that he's going. He advised them that uh, that they should probably plan then on being there all, you know, all weekend because there's going to be a heck of a snowstorm for those who hear this at a later date because we're recording this week ahead. But we are expecting in my area, Denver, Colorado, Scoop, forty freaking inches of snow. Now there was eight inches of snow. A couple weeks ago, and I thought that was a lot, but goddamn, 40 inches? Tell you what, that's three feet. Goddamn. There's a lot of snow. So, in recognition of Joe, we say hello, and we salute you, and we hope that you have a fine weekend. But we're here to review another edition of South Park, and it is just the old school boys today. Me and my boy, Scoobity Scoob. All right, so this is Suck My Balls number 67, a South Park review, season four, episode number 16, is the Wacky Molestation Adventure. It is the 16th episode of season four of South Park, 64th overall, premiered on December the 13th, 2000. And uh, to get back at his parents for not letting him go to a concert, Scoop, a, uh, a ripple effect happens as Kyle tells the police and his parents and everyone around him that he was molested by them. So, they, yeah, soon the whole town is then free of adults and then they're divided into rival cities, which is a very interesting style for this episode. I liked it. <laughs> All right. So the plot starts off with Cartman. He's got four tickets to the Raging Pussies and they all want to go. Dude, you're not going to believe what Cartman has. Hepatitis B? No, dickhole. Four tickets. One <laughs> for the raging. No you got raging pussy tickets? <laughs> We're going tomorrow night. Carmen's got the bus schedule all figured out. Hold on. I'll be right back. Walks Mom, inside. Yeah, can I go with the guys to see the raging pussies? No, Kyle. But all the guys are going. Kyle, you're not old enough, and those concerts are dangerous and vile. But, Mom, I. The answer is no, Kyle. Ah. My parents said I can't go. <laughs> Well, of course your parents said you can't go. Dummy, you don't ask if you can go. Yeah. I'm telling my parents I'm staying at Stan's house. Stan's telling his parents he's staying at Kenny's house, and Kenny's not telling his parents anything because they're alcoholics and they don't care. Woo! Yeah. Oh, oh no, I already told them. Well, I guess you're screwed then. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kyle, I guess game. Kyle makes that mistake of not playing the game. Did you ever play that game where you told your parents you were going to be one place but ended up spending it in another? Yeah. And did it work? Yeah. Okay. You, get, you were able to get away with it? Yeah, one time. It worked. You say that, like, it's only, like, sadly, one time. It only worked one time. Like, what, there multiple times? It worked one time. I, uh, <laughs> my parents, like, I never really played the game until I was a little bit older. But I always, like, somehow ended up working it in to a way, like, I could stay at my friend's house. Like, oh, mom, I'm just going to stay at his house. And then she'd be like, oh, okay. So as long as I was just staying over there, she didn't care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wasn't out in the street publicly gallivanting, <laughs> crusading around for this, as they like to say. Well, after Cartman and we hear they're about the forbidding him to go, or if you will, uh, Kyle then goes back inside and says, no, I'm not going to give up. So he tries to negotiate with his parents, and they say, fine, if you shovel the driveway, take out the trash, as well as uh, free Cuba of communism, then you can go to the Raging Pussies concert. <laughs> so Kyle writes a letter to, I guess it would be Castro at the time, the Cuban, I guess he is now, but I don't know if it's his son or I don't know. God, sorry, I don't follow Cuban politics. But Castro in the episode is receives a letter from Kyle and it's based on like those Rankin Bass cartoons. We talked about it in a prior episode when we were talking about Christmas episodes 
when they did the um, last Christmas episode, if you will. However, in this one, it was clearly a parody of the little girl from Santa Claus is coming to town writing in a letter of I'll have a blue Christmas without you. But instead, Kyle does it. Uh, Cuba should be free, if you will. So let's listen to that. Dear Mr. Castro, my name is Kyle. I am an eight-year-old American boy who lives in South Park. And if I had just one wish, just one wish in the whole world, if I had one wish, it'd be for Cuba to change. Because I think that all the Cubans are in pain. All the joy in the world from sea to shining sea doesn't mean a thing if Cubans aren't free. I just can't be very happy, that's certain. Not as long as your Cubans are hurting. <laughs> That is my one and only wish. That is my one and only wish. Once again, this does mark the end of communism in Cuba. Cuban dictator Fidel Castro claims he was finally convinced by a young boy's letter. Now the country is again open to American tourism. Plans can finally resume for Knott's Berry Farm, Cuba. <laughs> I left that part in there just so I could hear the Knott's Berry Farm, Cuba. Um, but yes, as you heard there, Kyle wrote a letter. Now, in the Santa Claus is Coming Down to Rankin Bass show, uh, movie, if you will, uh, the song that they choose is I'll Be, It'll Be a Blue Christmas Without You. And it's a little girl singing, I'll have a blue Christmas without you. It'll be so blue. So uh, obviously, um, then that turns into, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You don't think my you didn't like my Elvis impression there? No, wasn't you, you didn't? Well, well, you know, let's let's not. You're lucky I only have the show clips dropped, and I can't put other clips dropped right now. You son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, so after that. So Kyle, of course, he's he's like, yeah, free the Cubans. So he goes back, is, is watching it with his parents, and his parents are still like, uh, no, Kyle, look, maybe we went about this the wrong way, but we gave you a impossible task, or a task which we thought was impossible, because we don't want you to go to the concert. Well, this pisses Kyle even off further, and Kyle and storms out. I wish yeah. I had parents, right? So he shows up back now at Kenny's house, and Kenny's outside playing and everything and whatnot, and Kyle's uh, again just he's he's thwarted by the fact that he can't go so uh, at, at this point Cartman explains to him how he can get rid of his parents parents can be pretty cruel sometimes dude they get off on it they're evil I wish I could have <laughs> they get off on it could call the police and have them take your parents away the police yeah I saw it on tv all you got to do is call the police and say that your parents both molested you. What's that? I don't know, but it works. When I wanted to get rid of my mom's last boyfriend, I just called the police and said he was molesting me, and I haven't seen him for three months. Wow. Three months without parents. <laughs> but what did the police do to them? Who cares? My parents deserve whatever they get. They're liars and cheats. You have to make it convincing, though. When you call the police, you have to be like, my parents molested me. My parents molested me. No, but you got to cry like this. <laughs> my parents molested me. <laughs> And then they'll say something like, was it a good touch or bad touch? And you say, it was good touch. Or, no, wait, you say it was bad touch. What's bad touch? Something about a swimsuit, I don't remember. But you definitely have to... <laughs> Molested bad touch. Yeah, and cry. <laughs> oh, he's ready. Now the cops show up. Escorting the Rothlowski's out. You do have the right to remain silent, ma'am. I suggest you use that right. Carpenter's going to laugh. It's funny, right? Ready? There's what he's known what he's just done as he was able to get rid of the brothers. Oh, it's great. But Kyle now he's excited, right? Because he got rid of his parents. But the scene totally breaks down here with the FBI and everyone showing up. The Sheila's yelling, yeah, you have to tell me where you're letting my kids go. And they're like, oh, now you care about where your kids are going to go. And, and the lady cops, like, they're going to go with their grandparents. And Sheila's like, no, the, the his grandparents are dead. And they load up Sheila in the car, and she gets taken away. And now Kyle's up by himself, which I thought was odd. They really just bounced. All right, let's yeah. get out of here. 
Kyle's like, thanks. And they just leave. And then uh, we go into a, uh, I guess it was Tom Cruise in Risky Business parody with the song, uh, bum, 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 bum. Let's take those old records off the shelf. Right, that song. The kind of music that soothes soul. Anyway, today's music ain't got the same flow. I like that old time and rock and So they, I can't, I'm not going to play that here on the podcast because that is a legitimate song and I don't want to get struck. <laughs> but that being said, they do a parody of that song, them having a party. And then while they're in the midst of this montage party, what's going on, all the kids having a party at Kyle's house, they all agree, I'm going to get rid of my parents. So literally they go through scenes and scenes of kids calling the cops and the cops showing up and taking their parents away from Butters pointing the finger at Mr. Mackey in one scene to uh, Kenny getting rid of his parents in another to Stan getting rid of his parents and get, getting rid of uh, Shelly, which I thought was funny. I was like, well, wait a minute. Why did Shelly have to go away? Technically speaking, she he's not a parent. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. He's got braces. She's got braces. Shelly. I don't think Shelly's got a race for anybody, okay? That's a little weird. Listen, turds. Turds. Nobody's so, gonna mess with my turds. <laughs> <laughs> so it's at this point that all the teachers and students and everybody is they're hauled off to jail, and now the town is theirs. You guys, come out here. What's going on? Notice anything? Watch. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. There's not an adult left in town. They've all been arrested, and the ones that weren't arrested have moved away because they're scared of being arrested. Not one adult left? Then it's ours. Whole town. Yeah. So yes, the kids have taken over the town now, Scoob. Now they're in charge. <laughs> now it's at this point in time that after being liberated, we get a couple who starts to make their way into town, Scoop. It's Mark and Linda Cotner, or Cotna, and they're apparently having some car trouble. So as they're driving through town, or they're driving through the different uh, back skirts on the roads, they see a South Park sign, Scoop, but it's no longer says South Park. Do you remember what it said? What did it say? Shit. Um, but <laughs> what did it, what, I forgot. What does it say? Smiley Town. It says Smiley Town. You are now approaching the city limits of Smiley Town as it had been written over. So they make it to a garage where they're going to meet Mechanic Butters. Hello? Is anybody here? Oh, uh, can I help you folks? Yes, we need a mechanic to look at our car. Oh, well, uh, I'm the mechanic, I guess. Oh, what seems to be the problem? It's just you here? No, well, Craig's here, too. Craig's oh, here, too. But he's playing Spaceman right now. <laughs> hey, Craig! What? Look, we're in a bit of a spot here. I've got a very important job interview tomorrow morning in Breckenridge, so I have to get my car fixed fast. Is there another garage in town? Uh, no. How about a phone? Can we just use the phone? Phone here doesn't work. I'm afraid the only phone that does work is over in Treasure Cove. Fine. Can you take us there? You sure you want to go to Treasure Cove? Yes. Uh, really? Are you sure? Yes. Uh, all right, then. We'll show them where it is. Really? Are you sure? <laughs> Fucking butters. So, yes, they, uh, now they get escorted over to Treasure Cove. Craig, of course, will only go as far as the white line. And then I like how when Craig leaves them, he does the sound effects of walking in space. The <laughs> and then, like, it lines up with how he's jumping. And then I'm not going to lie. I must have been very very high because I started having ideas on how I could time myself making the same sound effects to the jump. I was like, is that possible? And I was like, well, yeah, I guess if you built up enough rhythm, you could be and just do it in regular gravity. And uh, yeah, so I, I was pretty baked when I thought of that. You know, the, you know who else likes to get baked, uh, Ian? Who? Our friends at thebakeboysclub.com. Visit thebakeboysclub.com, guys, and check out our sponsor. You can use our code SUCKMYBALLSPOD. You'll save 15% off all of your apparel. They've got cool T-shirts, hats, stickers. And if you're in the Las Vegas area, I think they also have CBD. So check them out on Instagram at BakeBoysCBD, Big Boys Club CBD, or if you're check out their 
shops or I'm sure they're carried in certain vending vendor areas and smoke establishments. But if you'd like to get your apparel, bigboysclub.com, use the code suckmyballspod, you'll save 15%. So yeah, dude, I'm telling you, I was super lit when I thought about making Spaceman Craig sounds. So after Spaceman Craig guides him to the line, they didn't walk across the line. And the lady's all like, what the heck do you think is going on here? And he's like, I don't know. Let's just find a phone and get out of here. And she's like, it's kind of crazy to have all these kids. And Mark's like, I don't want to uh, have children. Or she's like, oh, you need a great father. Kind of foreshadowing or that, or that she's not going to be against it later. It's kind of funny. And he's mm-hmm. like, you already went over this, Linda. I don't want, we, I don't want children. <laughs> so now on this side of the white line in, I guess you might call it uh, Treasure Cove, as they alluded to, they are met with some kindergartners, and in a eerie state of sense, the kindergartners, well, they inform them, Scoop, that they want to play with them. Well, hello. What's your name? What What do you want? We want to play. Mark, I'm scared. Don't be scared. They're just kids. Where are your parents? We already played with our parents. Now, we want to play with you. <laughs> Okay, I'm scared now, too. That freaked me out. <laughs> okay, that's good. That freaked me out. So, yes. <laughs> now we've got the situation where the, uh, I guess it was the, uh, they're, they're, they're attacked, if you will, by these kindergartners because they want to play with them, too. So the kindergartners jump on the Linda and Mark characters and the Linda and Mark characters then run back towards the white line where the kids jump off. They're like, white line, white line. Right. And mm-hmm. then, um, Cartman's or not Cartman's. We don't know. It's Cartman. I'm sorry. But the other side where spaceman Craig and butters side is they start shooting spitballs at the kindergartners. And then Craig reveals that the mayor of smiley town wants to meet with the Cotner. So, the Cotners then go and visit the mayor of Smiley Town, and it's revealed to us, like as I alluded to there right away, that it is it is of course Eric T. Cartman. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Cotner. Won't you come in, please? Mr. and Mrs. Cotner, as the mayor of Smiley Town, I would like to ask you a few questions. You're the mayor. What the hell is going on here? Where? Ah, you mean the birth givers? They're not around. No parents in the entire town? What happened to them? Okay, see, I'm the mayor of Smiley Town, and so I'll ask the questions around here. <laughs> all right? <laughs> I'm afraid you'll find all the phones quite out of sync. No phones either? How do you communicate? He pulls out a jar here, guys. With the... But is I need an ETA on the car, stat. Then he locks up the, uh, I guess it's like a canning jar. Kid runs out, and now caught. All right, we've had just about enough here. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I don't care what little games you kids want to play. We just want out of here, all right? Kid comes back in. Eric opens it up. It's going to be about three days. (laughs) So it appears that you need me, which is good because I need you, too. I need you, too. Yes. Eric Cartman uh, then informs them that uh, there's a nightly event apparently called Carousel. And uh, unfortunately, whoever does not have a book in their possession, or both books, if you will, of each of the other party members side of the city that a sacrifice has happened. So Cartman tells them that if they go get treasure Cove's book, he will help them find a cell phone. So that way this guy can call whoever he needs to call to get out of there. Cause he's got the most important job interview of my life. I've got to get to Brennerick in 12 hours for the most important job interview of my life. He keeps putting that all over, you know, the whole episode. <laughs> so they get the, they, they then uh, head toward the provider statue, which they don't know it is, but it's a giant John Elway statue, right? <laughs> and they're looking over, they, you know, they turn over some bodies and whatnot. And uh, unfortunately, they find one of our heroes. What is it? It's a boy. They killed him. The bastards. <laughs> the bastards. Yeah, so Kenny dies. As he gets an early death here. So there's not much what did Kenny say, unfortunately, which we'll go over here. But he's dead. Kenny did. And uh, they're continuing about their way until they are once again attacked or, I guess, uh, taken in hostage, if you will. 
after retrieving the book from the other side, which is weird because they had the book on each side. You know what I'm saying? Cartman alludes to the fact that you have some uncanny power to walk back and forth across an ad. <laughs> you know, just so stupid. So they grab, go to grab Treasure Cove's book. Well, Treasure Cove people show up, take them hostage. Now, now they've got them hostage inside the uh, base, and you know the kindergartners are still messing with them. Stan and Kyle then uh, zip line down. Uh, interestingly, zip lining, foreshadowing. Zip line down a little bit uh, into the room and ex- then ask them, you know, why they're helping the fat ass. And they uh, explain that Linda and Mark explained to Stan and Kyle that the reason why they were helping him is he's just looking at a cell phone to, of course, get to this job interview. And then he rebuttals where are all the parents and what's going on. So Stan is going to explain the whole story of what happened here in the long, long ago. How come you want to help the fat ass? Who? The fat ass. The mayor. Look, I have the job interview of my life in less than 12 hours. I just need a phone. And he said he'd help me if I took your book so you couldn't kill them anymore. You got bullied, Outlander. We're the only ones with a working phone. And if you had taken our book, then it's one of us who dies tonight at Carousel. How did this all happen? Why do you children live in this town alone? Because we do. It was like this yesterday and the day before that. But what about before that? You mean in the before time? In the long, long ago? Yes! If we tell you, will you help us stop the fat ass? I'll do anything to get to a phone. All right. Everybody gather around. We're going to tell the story of the before time again. The before time. Way back, in the long, long ago, we all lived by the birth giver's laws. But the birth givers were unfair. They made us go to bed early and eat broccoli. And so the fat ass came up with a way to have all the birth givers disappear by using the magic M word. Soon we were without power, water, fresh food. But we tried to survive. Under the guidance of the provider. The provider. Provider. The fat ass and us disagreed on how to worship the provider. The fat ass tried to make us follow his way by making himself the school principal. So we made ourselves the superintendents of schools. But then he just made himself the mayor. The town split sides, and that's when the provider got angry. So now every night the provider must be appeased at Carousel. We need their book so one of ours doesn't die. Carousel. Carousel. We all know that one day the provider will set us free. Make everything like it was in the before time. In the long, long ago. Uh, let me get this straight. If I go get the fat kid's book on the other side of the white line, you'll show me where a cell phone is? Yes. No foolies. No foolies. No foolies. No I wanted to make sure I got that part in there. No foolies. Dude, so it's like you got these kids now that are in some fucking animal farm, uh, Lord of the Flies fucking shit going on where they've taken over, right? And you got two societies within each other that have broken up. They've broken down so much to a point where now they're sacrificing each other because they believe a, which we're going to find out is an inanimate object that John Elway statue protects them. It's uh, it's quite interesting what the mind can do, especially, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, definitely at a young age, but it's quite interesting what the mind can do. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. so while this is going on, now we get an update in what's going on in the prison. So the, every parent has been arrested, right? And now they have to go through rehabilitation. And, uh, you know, there's some scoffing at the beginning here because they were not happy with the fact that, you know, they're in jail. They never touched their children. He rebuttals that at first, that being the new counselor. And he explains that he's going to be in there for one hour a day. And then he pulls out a kid. A black and white cardboard kid. <laughs> All right, parents. Now, I, I know this is difficult, but I want you to just look at this child and try to suppress your urges to molest him. <laughs> just think about something else. Think about clouds and beaches. Don't think about his supple, soft little body. Oh, that's disgusting. Now, now stop this. Fight your urges, Mr. Broflowski. I don't have any urges. I can't help you if you won't admit you need help. Now sit down. Look, I know this is very difficult for all of most of you are still in denial about what you've done. To you, it seems like you never molested your children at all. But you did. Help me. Help you. So, yes. Help me. Help you. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the parents are in jail. And they are not going to get out anytime soon. And as you heard there, he is uh, trying to emotionally trigger and rewire their brains. There's another scene as well that I didn't capture here on the board. But he's like... 
let's name off some things you can do other than molesting kids. And like, you know, they're going to like uh, getting pizza, uh, sewing, yep, knitting. We'll put that down, knitting and sewing. And then the one guy. Molesting children? <laughs> no, no, molesting no. them? No, no. We're looking for things other than molesting children. Oh. oh. <laughs> and then what did he say? Uh, fishing? Yep. <laughs> put that down. That's right. Yeah, we'll so put that, down. that was another scene in there as they're trying to, you know, cure them or rebrainwash or whatever you want to call it. So. Uh, at, at this point now, the kids are, are – the husband tells the wife, Linda, look, go back to the car. I'm going to go get this stupid book from the fat kid. So get a phone. Get the frick out of here, right? All right. I got the book for you. Awesome. Now can I please have the cell phone? Sure, Outlander. I'll get it. What the heck are you talking about? Better calm down. Better calm down. So, essentially, he gets the book, brings it back, and as you heard there, they have now taken hostage of Outlander's wife, Linda, because Linda had returned back to the car. When she got back to the car, scoop, there was no car. It was destroyed. The only thing that was left there was butters, and he goes, "I think I found the problem, miss. It's a broken window roller." <laughs> So Butters took the whole car apart. I just thought that was funny. And then, yes, they took her hostage. And now she's, you know, taken hostage. And this is all going down before Carousel happens because they're trying to figure out who's going to get the book. So, unfortunately, in this case, well, uh, by the time the stroke happens, Cartman's team does not have the book. Side doesn't have its book, badass. That means someone on your side is sacrificed tonight. Ah, damn it! All right, it is decided. Butters, your turn. It is decided. Oh, I'm gonna be sacrificed to the provider. <laughs> He's all excited. Oh, I'm gonna be sacrificed to the provider. It is decided. It is decided. So, uh, yeah. So there, from there, we get a idea of what's really going on. That the kids are sacrificing each other, as we mentioned earlier one by one each night to the provider in order to, I guess, have some sort of, uh, I don't know, belief in something, right? And uh, unfortunately, in this case, Butters was going to be that sacrificial lamb. Now, as soon as, of course, Mark finds out about this, you know, he's looking at these, what the hell's going on, and he asks them, is this what happened with your parents? Or Linda says, well, don't piss these kids off. They'll get rid of you with the M-word. And Cartman said, yeah, what kind of police tells you molestious? And <laughs> and then Mark's like, what? That's what you did? That's what you did to get rid of your parents? Why? What? Parents? The birth givers. Your birth givers. Don't you remember? They are your providers, not some statue. And they're not off in some fantastical faraway land now. They're in prison probably crying themselves to sleep, cold and lonely, and I'm sure missing you all very, very much. So there you go. And there's more of that speech. It goes more in depth. Your providers, they feed you, clothe you. Sure, they have rules, but that's because they love and, and uh, respect you, want to keep you healthy and keep you safe. Your providers, not something, blah, blah, blah. Your providers, fucking William Shatner style. Uh, but yes, uh, yeah, so... At, and at this point, the kids are like, you know what? You're right, dude. Here's the phone. Can you call the police and let them know blah, that we made it all up? So they do that. They call the police. Let them know they made it all up. Right before the parents come back, we find out that Mark and Linda did make their way to Breckenridge Scoop, and they were able to secure – he was able to secure the brand-new manager position at Denny's. So that was the big uh, you know, job of his life. And I'm happy for him. Hopefully, he's making like maybe like you know fifty, sixty thousand dollars, something. You know, the manager, right? Something. Uh, but yes, he got the biggest job. It was like good for him uh, in Breckenridge. And then the kids were waiting, and they anticipated the return of their parents from prison. And then they showed up. Mom, Dad, kids! Oh, 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 come here, come here. 
Oh, Kyle. Ike, sweetie, you're okay. Yeah, we're fine. Kyle, we're so sorry for the horrible sexual abuse over the years, but we're all better. <laughs> we did. We've come to terms with it through therapy and learned to admit it. It won't happen again. But you guys, I... Oh, Stanley, I wish we could take back all the years of abuse, but we can't. We've learned to overcome it, son. You'll see. We love you, son, but we only love you in a platonic way from now on. What the heck are you talking about? Kenny? Kenny, we're sorry. Kenny's dead, of course. Dead, but yes, all the parents have re-arrived. And as you heard, they've been brainwashed to believe that they actually did sexually abuse their kids. And uh, it's at this point now the parents all disseminate. They all leave. Everyone kind of just leaves the original, you know, Kyle, Cartman, and Stan all standing there. And they realize that they're they're not in trouble. Huh. Huh. Well, what are you kids going to do now? I don't know. You guys want to go build a snow igloo? Sure. Snow igloo's kick-ass. Yeah. Snow igloo's kick-ass. And that's how the episode ends there, guys. So that's your, I guess, your your recap there and your breakdown of the full episode. So we just want to take this time out to recognize our sponsor, The Baked Boys Club. TheBigBoysClub.com provides you with all of the sickest apparel available for all your cannabis-related merchandise representation needs. My boy here, Ian. Lighten up the back. How you doing, dude? I mean, he's baked. We're baked. Yeah, We're just chilling. You know? Big Boys Club, man. I mean, where? they've got some sick-ass merch, dude. Like, hats. Yeah, I just ordered the big mystery box with the hat, the oh, t-shirt. I'm jealous. And the sticker. Like, oh, with the, using our coupon, it brought it down to 47, baby. Oh, my God. Go to Suck My Balls Pod Code if you enter that in at bigboysclub.com. Put that in there. Coupon code is what I was going to say on the payment page. Yes. Or a little bait. We want you to be baked with us. So join the club. Bigboysclub.com. Not just a brand. The lifestyle. Light. <laughs> you make <laughs> stupid. Suck my bass. Suck my bass. My bass. My bass. Suck them All right. And we're back. Scoop here. Thanks to our sponsor, the Big Boys Club, as you heard all the information there. Scoop, let's get into our trivia because unfortunately, we've got no what did Kenny say? As you heard throughout the recap, Kenny was just killed off uh, as soon as the uh, epidemic broke out. So, And we don't have a lot of trivia, so you, you can also read the pop culture, too. Just take us away, buddy. All right. All right, all right, all right. It's going to be short, though. So here we go. This is the first appearance of Linda Stotch, Butter's mother. This episode also reveals that Stephen Stotch is Butter's father. That's just, right. That just reminded me of the special. Like... You're right. It is because I could do so many things. Sorry. Yeah, we don't want to ruin it there. But we don't want to, yeah, we don't. We will say this, guys. If you have not seen the South Park pandemic vaccine special, the second one, do yourself a favor, watch it, and then hopefully well, by that point it'll be out. So our vaccine special is up on YouTube. We're not putting that out on the podcast format. It's the same thing we did with the pandemic. We don't want to fuck the order up because I got we got all these numbers and we're literally going in linear fashion. So if we put it out now in a podcast, then it'll be like okay, we're going to put out Suck My Balls 308. And someone was like, well, you could just put it out and just label it Suck My Balls Pandemic Special, Vaccine Special. You are correct. We could do that. But then we're going to end up putting that same goddamn podcast again out in like a year and a half, two years when we get there. I don't want to do that. I just want to keep it one linear fashion of South Park. I'm sorry. Mostly day about my feed. So if you want to watch it or listen to it, you can hear us on YouTube. We'll be up there on the YouTube feed itself. So check us out on Suck My Balls on YouTube, maybe you'll see a clip or two preview on Instagram. Um, but yeah, you, as you mentioned there, Butterstotch um, is first announced here. And it was interesting because in the previous episode when we, we reviewed it, I noticed that he had like an orange shirt when he was in the crowd too. So like they hadn't really even given him a full uh, identity until this episode. Um, but go ahead and continue on. Uh, so Steven's tie is also orange instead of white in this episode. So they probably were just putting on, you know, getting finally get the touches going. The phrase. Lamana totus Juanto. We don't have Joe here to uh, speak. Lamana uh, totus Juanto. We don't have uh, Joe here to speak. To, uh, I would say my, my guess would be uh, 
le llaman a todos junto. J is an H. Le llama a todos junto. Uh, uttered by Fidel Castro, right? Everyone together. Uh, the presentation for mature audiences that's seen on TV behind Cartman is actually Terrence and Philip. Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't finish it. I'm sorry. That, that uh, Spanish phrase that he yelled out means call everyone together, by the way. We yeah. Just, yeah. And then, yeah, the hot presentation for mature. Oh, that's right. We skipped over that. There, at, when, at, at the very first uh, point when they realize that they have no parents, it, on the TV comes on and he goes, the following hot presentation is for mature audiences only. But then, yeah, you can see Terrence and Philip in the background. It's funny. Uh, but yeah, Scoop, take us away now on our references to pop culture. We've got a couple more things here. Yeah, actually got a lot there. You get to read now, boy. You get to read now, boy. Much of the episode draws on Children of the Corn, namely the movie and the absence of the adults in the small country town. Except in this case, the children of South Park wanted to get rid of the adults for personal gain rather than dedication to a pagan corn cult. <laughs> when Stan speaks about how the children ended up alone and presents their religious system, this is a parody of feral children's ritual tell in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah. Thunderdome. The before time, the Shatner-esque speech are references to the Miri episode of Star Trek. Like I said, I called that there. Your provider, your parents. <laughs> According to the audio commentary, this episode originally had Cartman trying to block the sun out of Smiley Town. This, this was planned for a whole weekend of production before the episode was made. On that Monday, however, a writer revealed that The Simpsons already did it. The show was eventually changed, but this event eventually inspired the plot for The Simpsons already did it. Yeah. That's hilarious. This episode. Oh, I mean, The Simpsons have been on for fucking ever. They've done everything. Right. The ritual known as Carousel is a reference to the 1976 film Logan's Run. In the movie, people have reached the age of 30 and sacrificed in the ceremony of the carousel, which ostensibly holds the possibility of renewal. So it sounds like it was our parents' version of Hunger Games, just without all the fighting in the arenas. They just sacrificed and so. Mark, the husband of the couple, calls Craig by the name Spaceman Spiff. This is a reference to Calvin and Hobbes. Yep. Referring to one of Calvin's alter egos. Which they... they, God, if anybody's listening and and they know the true spirit of Calvin and Hobbes, you need to make a cartoon of this. I enjoyed Calvin and Hobbes. I had a couple different, like, full comic books. You know what I mean? Like, full-on, like, 300, 400-page Calvin and Hobbes stories. I, I enjoyed Calvin and Hobbes. I have the entire collection. Nice. In one of the cutaway scenes, the whole South Park gang of kids are seen dancing to the tune of Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger. Shout out to uh, Bob Seger, actually. I think he was just made an appearance recently somewhere. I don't know. Go ahead. When Kyle slides across the hallway wearing his underwear and pair of sunglasses, it's a reference to the same act by Tom Cruise in Risky Business. Yep. Wing Powell writes a letter to Fidel Castro to pers- persuade Cuba to adapt democracy. He, the song he sings sounds similar to Blue Christmas from the TV special of the year without a Santa Claus. Yep, as I mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> the retrieve the book sequence mimics a plot point from Army of Darkness. Oh, wow. Yeah. How about that? The fact that the children are split up into two different re- rivaling groups that have no adult authority may be a reference to Lord of the Flies yeah. by William Golden. Uh, I think it's like a direct reference. Yeah, it's not a maybe. <laughs> when McCormicks are looking for their son Kenny, you can see Billy Klingvik with his family who needed 600 for an operation in the Tooth Fairy's Tats 2000. Yeah, Billy Klingvik. Clinkovic. The kindergarten girl creepily says, We want to play with you. A line said in Pet Cemetery. Yep. Dude, Pet Cemetery, when that first came out and I saw it when I was little, scared the jeebits out of me. Really? Yeah, dude, that movie was creepy. And then Outbreak, dude, those movies fucking scared the shit out of me. Butter's running a dilapidated, dilapidated patrol station is a call out to. 
numerous horror movies where lost people would ask for directions at rundown locations and be warned away from a dangerous place. Only to head straight to it. <laughs> oh, you guys don't want to come here. You want to turn right around and go to the next town over. And then they still do it. And you're like, okay. Like, if, by the way, if, if we're out and about and someone ever said that to us, I'd be like, all right, get the fuck back in the car. Let's go. Like, oh, dude, I wouldn't even stop. I'd be like, yes, let's turn around, go back to civilization. <laughs> yeah, we ain't going to get murdered in some back horse town with nothing in it. Wendy's outfit bears a strikingly striking resemblance to Xena's outfit from Xena Warrior Princess. Smart Cart, Cart, Cartman's mayor outfit bears a striking striking resemblance to Donald Trump's suit. Oh, oh fuck yeah! Oh fuck yeah! All right, well, so that's your trivia and pop culture, guys. It's uh, been our pleasure, of course, to break this whole episode down for you and to wrap it up here. Scoop, do you have any moments that you like in this episode? Some of your top moments here: likes, dislikes. Uh, whole episode. <laughs> this is a great episode. Yeah. Um, for one, uh the the you like the way that they made it look so easy for children to get away with basically claiming molestation which is almost kind of true because you know it it can when you do that type of stuff as a kid it's kind of hard to be like oh well you're lying you know there was a point in time where it was almost like that where it's like and then at the same time it could be where it's not taken seriously either where this could be a play on, I don't know. No, you're right there because, like, you know, back in the day, you know, whether when I was in school, like, you could, you know, you could, let's say, make something up, and that teacher or individual or adult would get uh, investigated. They, don't, they wouldn't get maybe arrested right away, but then now they're all of a sudden they're under criminal investigation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they definitely took things. I'm not that they don't take things seriously now, but I think that there's a little bit more due diligence in the process now versus. You know, back then it was kind of if a child called in or anybody called in, they swooped in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was talking to somebody else. Uh, I was talking to a police officer, a detective yesterday, and he was telling me that in you know about 10, 15 years ago when you called the police for a domestic violence uh, case, they automatically would take somebody to jail if the cop showed up. Do you get what I'm saying? Like they showed mm -hmm. up, the cops were taking somebody to jail. They can't do that anymore now. You know, now, uh, you know, they have to actually see – physical violence or they have to or even see the other one of the party members has to admit to it or they have to hear it or and visually can, you know capture it if you will um at one point i i think i like i i don't know if i mentioned in the show before there was a like a front range patrolman in my building and he i guess had been called out for something else and i had just gotten home at that time and i had saw him out in the parking lot and i he looked like he was like pissed, you know what I mean? Like he was like grabbing the wheel, like white knuckling, you know what I'm saying? So I walked up and I was like, you know, being the stoner that I am, and I was like, yo, what's up, bro? How's it going, sir? You okay? And he was like, oh man, he's like, I'm just sitting here because he's like, sometimes I have to encounter situations and I can't do anything about it. And I was like, man, that's gotta be like very frustrating. You know, I just sat there, chatted him up, you know, try to give him a little therapy, a little outlet to vent. Nice guy. But that being said, there are unless they have concrete evidence or proof, you know, you can't do those things anymore. You can't just call up and say that such and such person is doing this. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, there's so many things going on in the world. There's so many people. Cops don't come out really unless it's a true emergency. You know what I'm saying? Like, if someone knocks on your door, you can't call the police. Somebody knocked on my door. Oh, okay. Did you answer it? No. Okay. Did they bust through? No. Okay, are they still out there? I don't, I, I, I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> what's the emergency? <laughs> so uh, it, it's a crazy world we live in. That's uh, that's a good point. Uh, you know, the lady, of course, claiming that she wants to see her kids at the end of the episode. You like right. that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yes, as you mentioned, how easy it was for the kids to get the parents arrested. Um, I liked Cartman as the mayor. I thought he was hysterical in just general. You know what I mean? Right. The mayor of Smiley Town. Um, I feel like Joe would probably would have been able to inform us uh, unless you got the reference. But I didn't get that reference of Cartman walking through the street yelling Outlander. Was that like a, a reference to um, Lord of the Flies maybe or a Highlander or some sort of? 
Uh, yeah, I feel like that would have been a Joe factoid he would have been able to provide us with. Alexander, we have your woman, Alexander. Your black was Bill, Alexander. What are you talking about, uh, Carmen? Get him, so after all that, that's probably some of my top likes. I don't think I liked anything, disliked anything too much. And there was a lot of good moments in this episode, as you heard through the clips throughout the episode. Um, yeah, like like the parents being brainwashed into believing they actually molested the children. That was fucking hilarious, too. I, I do like the fact that all of these calls are coming in for the kids and none of the fucking police you know, suspect anything. Right. Just keep arresting people. And, and, but my question is, where did the police go, though, after all of the parents got arrested? Technically, the police were parents, too, right? I don't so, know. Somebody's parent, maybe. Or did they say that everybody moved out? Is that what it was? Well, I guess Cartman, yeah. I mean, that's what Cartman referred to. He says that all the parents that didn't get arrested left. So mm. I guess he left. I don't know. I guess he took those old records off the shelf. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah. You as you mentioned there, Cartman did say that fact, toy that all the parents left. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I thought that was funny. The parents just you know everyone getting arrested and no one batting an eye, and then them leaving the kids there. Nobody showed up. Right. No assistance. No nothing. They just left those kids there. So. Also, wasn't Token rich? Why didn't everyone just go hang out at Token's mansion? Why were they partying right. at Kyle's house? Like, huh? what, are they, what are they doing at Kyle's house? Go to Tokens. Tokens got the mansion. He's got the richest kid in town. He's got DVDs. <laughs> God damn it. And my, uh, my last thing is uh, the lady. She says that her husband would be a good father. And then his mind changes. but her And then her mind changes as well. So he's kind of like leaning towards having kids at the end. But then she's like, fuck that. I'm getting my tubes tied. And she does. That's right. She gets her tubes tied because at, at the beginning of the episode, you'd make a great father. We talked about this, Linda. We, I don't want to do this. And then after the provider speech, ah, oh, see, you'd make a great father. But the thing was, she only wanted to hear him accept it. You know what I mean? It was one of those mind manipulation tactics that people do. Because once he was like, yeah, maybe you're right. Now, fuck that. We're not having kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Oh, thanks, bro. You didn't offer me a piece of cake. Oh, you're right, dude. Here, do you want a piece of cake? No, I just wanted to be offered. <laughs> I can't stand that shit. You know, like, I know you didn't want one, so. Yeah, like, but it's nice to be offered. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's considerate enough for me to know that you didn't want one. Right, exactly. Because if you did, then I would have asked, or if I thought that you would have wanted one and wanted to give you that option, I would have said, hey, would you like something of this? But, you know. Sorry, that wasn't there for you. Uh, in regards to anything I disliked, there wasn't too much. I mean, everything, it was a good flow of the story. Uh, I, I mean, I think the characters of Mark and Linda aren't necessarily the strongest, but I think that's kind of the point of this episode. They're just outsiders, right? Outlanders. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I thought that, uh, I don't know, I thought maybe there could have been a little bit more uh, development on Cartman's side. Like, we got to see the inside base of the of Stan and Kyle. And I, while we did get to see the mayor's office, I would have liked to have seen, like, you know, how Butterside and Spaceman Craig and how all of them were preparing and stuff like that, too. That would have been a little bit more funny. But the kids, their base was in Treasure Cove, was inside the elementary school, I should mention as well. So I guess uh, basically it was the Capitol building versus the elementary school is what it came down to. That's it. That's uh, your recap, your trivia, your pop culture, your top likes, some of our dislikes. Unless, Scoop, do you have any dislikes? No. Uh, well, that we didn't get to really see Kenny get killed off. That's yeah, really, that was interesting. Yeah, but it, other than that, that's, yeah. yeah it was yeah. just like uh, implied as they showed us. Those bastards. He's just a dead body. Yeah, it was just rolled over. He was sacrificed. Which does that mean? And it looked like, on my perspective, it was on Stan and Kyle's side. Did they sacrifice Kenny? Or did Kenny sacrifice himself knowing that he was just going to be reborn again the next day? Mm. Questions. Correct. Questions, questions, questions. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for another edition of Bow, Check My Bow, the South Park Review. I'm your host of the Scene of the Air is Clean, and I'm lighting up that green, yeah, boy, MSG. Each and every week, as we mentioned, myself here, Ian, and our third man who's on the road, Joe, 
Breakdown South Park Review. Do us a favor, go to any podcast catcher you use, that being your Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon, uh, iHeartRadio, or wherever podcasts are distributed uh, domestically and internationally. Please like us, share us, download the podcast, play it in the background, just hit play, just let it go. Um, you know, even hit mute. You don't have to, if you've already heard the episode, just play it. Play all of our episodes, like us, share us, and uh, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your granddad. Uh, you know, for those of you who are like me, or maybe in some lockdown due to some snowy weather, we've got over 60 episodes for you to catch up on. And uh, we've got about 20 or 30 in video format, full video as well on YouTube. But everything is up on YouTube from season two and on. Some of them are video. Some of them are audio for this season as well, including this. So we hope you enjoyed another edition of Shuck My Balls. Again, we're brought to you by TheBigBoysClub.com. Use our code SUCKMYBALLSPOD. You'll save 15% off of your order. Big Boys Club, not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Lifestyle. You can go to BigBoysClub.com. The Wells are sponsored by Russo Brand Coffee, bro, 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 Russo Bro Coffee, and Zordos Olive Oil. And as you heard throughout this whole freaking podcast, we are sponsored by the Roadcaster Pro. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. And uh, if you'd like to get yourself a Roadcaster Pro, go to www.roadcaster.com slash or sorry, go, go to road.com slash Roadcaster Pro. You can also go to any of your music stores, large main online retailers such as Best Buy and Guitar Center. I saw one there the other day, Ian. I was like, oh, cool. There's a Roadcaster. I was like, uh, I'd like to buy some headphones for this thing. So it was great. It was in the store. So, and then you can go there. They're honestly five, 600 bucks. They're really cheap in regards to everything you're going to get in an all in one piece of an equipment. So, Go, you might be able to find some on sale too on cheaper online or on some wholesale stuff, but go get yourself a Roadcaster Pro. If you want one directly, again, that's www.road.com slash Roadcaster Pro. I'm Matthew Schaffer. We'll see you next week for another edition and the season finale of episode four. It's Mr. Hinky's uh, family Christmas episode. We're going to get to meet all his other Christmas uh, uh, family members with Peanut, you know, the one stupid. It's got the peanut in his head and whatnot. And, we're going to get to meet his uh, drunk, alcoholic wife. Fuck you! <laughs> so come on back next week for Suck My Balls, episode 68, the season four finale. Hopefully Joe will be back with us. Laters! En jungerred ved juletid Ching chang ching jo til dig Omkring ham dalet sneen hvid Ching chang ching jo til Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst med et, der sejnede hans hest Ching chang lu, ching chang lu, ching chang ching lu til dig Den jomfru sad i højen tårn Ching chang ching lu til dig Og ventede ham samt til fond Natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til solopgang Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lu til dig Den næste dag ved hed morgen rød Ching chang ching lu til dig de fandt den stakkels junker død Ching chang ching nu til Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching nu til Det var jo noget værd og noget Ching chang ching lu til For da han tøde blev han våd Ching chang ching lu til Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ching chang lu, ching chang lu Ching chang ching lu til Ching chang ching lu til dig Nu deler de en lille sky 
Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics, a South Park podcast called Suck My Balls, The Infinite Fringe, a watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, The Timo Tolki podcast, and The Great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. 